You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, the number one resource and publication for all of IoT. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, and on today's episode, we have Mathila Hola, the Vice President of Product Management and Marketing at Trinity Mobility. They are a leading provider of IoT and AI-based smart city digital platforms and applications. So we talk a lot about smart cities. We talk about smart city use cases, the current state of, the evolution of, and the future of uh, smart cities. So um, very fun conversation we have today. We also dive into the I, uh, AI and the IoT side components to the value it provides for citizens, personal experiences and challenges uh, as it relates to smart city, uh, customer adoption, technology landscape and complexity uh, in IoT and, and in, in, in deploying different solutions for the smart city landscape. So um, so yeah, like I said, fantastic conversation, a lot of good stuff here. Uh, I think we get a lot of value out of it. But before we dive into this, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Mathilda, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm very happy uh, to be part of uh, this podcast and thanks a lot for this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, let's kick it off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself to our audience. Yeah, great. Um, my name is Mithila Hulla. I'm the Vice President for Product Management and Marketing at uh, Trinity Mobility, which is an IoT and applied AI startup in the smart and the safe city space. So at Trinity, I basically head uh, the product management, uh, the UI UX design, the business analyst and the marketing teams. So um, that's basically what I do uh, as part of work. And apart from work, I'm a professional Indian classical dancer. And yeah, I love dancing and I also love traveling quite a bit. And I do write some of my travel blogs as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Where's the best place you travel to? Uh, number one, New Zealand. Number two, Cambodia. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Very different kind of areas. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the company, kind of the overall role you play in the IoT space and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, Trinity Mobility is basically a company uh, which is like the software OEM provider for uh, smart cities. So if you see the scale of a smart city project, it's pretty huge. Right. So you have a lot of infrastructure and uh, the idea of a smart city is to make this infrastructure Uh, digitally enabled. So you will have IoT devices and sensors across multiple assets in the city. So it could be your smart street lights, for example, or uh, smart bins, uh, parking sensors, um, and flood sensors, environment sensors, etc. Right. So our software basically has it's it's comprises of three layers right the first layer is like the connectivity part uh, which is the core of the platform which Mm -hmm. helps to connect any such device in the smart city ecosystem to the platform so you can it helps to uh, ingest the data process Mm -hmm. the data and analyze the data so that forms the platform layer basically and then this that so you can actually integrate either external applications 
or you can in, uh, integrate urban systems like how I uh, mentioned. Then the second layer is where we have created certain value-added applications on the platform. Hmm. So in the smart city space, like this flagship product that every city would want is the command and control center application. Like what is the point of integrating all of these right. uh, devices and applications, right? They would want to centrally monitor these assets and they also want to take make informed decisions so that is piece comes from the command and control center application so you have a city authority who is basically monitoring all the various anomalies which are generated across the city and then he's able to take an informed decision uh, as to what to do next to mitigate this right so if you have predefined sops for each type of anomaly like say uh, there is an anomaly with respect to street lighting. And if you have a predefined uh, standard operating procedure, this can be automated by programming through our platform. So we have a component of PPM, which will help to automate some of these workflows. Another application that we provide to connect the loop is a workforce management system. So you have a lot of field workforce. And, and today, um, once you get an alert and an anomaly, uh, the general tendency is that you have to raise it to a specific department and that yeah. field workforce will go to the ground and rectify the problem. But then how are you tracking and tracing whether this activity has been completed as per the defined uh, SOP, right? So we have a mobile uh, application for the field workforce, uh, which helps uh, the workforce to get an alert and uh, he or she is able to go uh, to the incident location and rectify this problem. The third application that we have is for citizens, because at the end of the day, Smart City is all about providing great living experience for right. citizens, right? right? So that's that's most important. And and how do you, how do the city authorities connect with the citizens? So this piece is provided by the citizen engagement platform. So here we have a city app as well as a citizen web portal where citizens can raise certain grievances which they want the city authorities to resolve. Also, we see some of the cities, um, you can say the greenfield cities, right? Like cities which are new and evolving. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. They want to enable all of the services also through the city app itself. Like if they want, if the citizen wants to request for parking services or any utilities related services, like they want a smart meter connection for their home uh, and they want maintenance activity to be scheduled for those smart meters. All of this can be done through the citizen app and the citizen portal itself right so and to bring all of this together and add more value uh, we also provide um, ai and bi applications which mm -hmm. goes well with the command and control center piece so the bi applications are basically dashboards uh, so we are able to the city authorities or even respective departments can monitor their key kpis 
and they can also see any kind of KPI breaches and take action accordingly. Okay. And we have a, some of a, some of the AI applications which come as a standard package with some of the uh, uh, with our applications. Like uh, we have an AI application for predicting the dynamic pricing uh, for the parking. Gotcha. We also have uh, an AI application for optimizing the solid waste management collection process by predicting the bin fill levels in advance, right? And also mm -hmm. optimizing the route uh, for the solid waste management um, vehicles basically gotcha. and uh, we also have certain applications for um, um, uh, the disaster management uh, like you know uh, flood prediction sure, or sure. Uh, uh, heavy rainfall prediction and things okay. like that great yeah so this is but this is basically the whole uh, ecosystem of applications and the platform catering to various personas uh, such as the city authorities, citizen, the workforce, um, etc. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, fantastic. Now, tell me um, from your all's perspective, how the smart city landscape has kind of evolved, and um, yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about as far as you know, where is the 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 smart city landscape now? How has it gotten here, and where do we kind of see it going? And I'd love to kind of yeah. get your perspective on that, um, kind of across those three areas. So if you see how this smart cities landscape uh, started, right? So sometime in, around 2013, 2014, we were hearing this buzz around industry 4.0 or um, uh, industrial uh, IoT, right? So it was uh, some of the manufacturing companies and also a lot of other companies which brought about digital transformation um, for optimizing processes and improving efficiencies and also helping to see if there is going to be any kind of return on investment basically by reducing the cost. So uh, once this started happening in the industries, uh, it made a it made real sense to bring this kind of digital transformation in city for cities as well. Because the biggest pain point that city authorities have today is like most of their functions work in silos, right? So there is there is lack of interconnection between different departments. Also, engagement with the citizens is also is quite limited, and and even uh, they are to actively uh, take feedback or recommendations from the citizen itself. And third is like you know we the cities of today. I mean everybody wants a better standard of living in terms of better quality of life. So um, sure. cities today are mandated to provide that kind of a quality of life, and thereby increasing city livability index so this keeping these three goals in mind right to mm -hmm. reduce the the operational complexity by breaking down silos uh, and sure. then providing better citizen livability uh, index and increasing the interaction between the city authorities and the citizens the smart city uh, uh, smart city concept uh, was uh, was you know, uh, basically the smart city concept started that way. And um, as we see, uh, it started with also uh, because of technology, right? Like technologies such as IoT, big data, cloud. Uh, these are the technologies which help to enable this smart city concept. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and people were now able to not just imagine 
visualize but to turn to a reality like connecting millions of sensors and getting right. that data in a central platform and analyzing it all of this was possible through these cutting edge technologies now right. if you see how the smart city landscape is evolving is like you know we are able to first first level of connect and monitor is possible right and the second level of automating some of this workflows are also possible now the city authorities is is looking at how can i improve my operational efficiencies can ai help to solve some problems can digital twin or the concept of like the whole metaverse uh, can can that help to solve additional problems in a much more uh, much more uh, in a better manner in the sense like they are able to take uh, preemptive actions rather than just reacting to a particular incident right are they able to respond to situations much better so if you see the smart city landscape now has moved from just being connect and monitor to actually optimizing operational efficiencies sure and that is where i'm seeing this heading towards in the future and in future we we'll also see that you know city authorities will not have that much of a, a workload um, with all these technologies coming into play uh, where they are able to make much more informed decisions uh, without having to um, grapple for resources and uh, they are able to manage their resources also much better right yeah i i totally agree i think it's very exciting space to be in and, and kind of monitor yeah. and see how it's evolved from just helping the city itself have more insight into what's happening, be create you know better uh, efficiencies when it comes to processes and such, energy saving, you name it, to now helping yes. citizens and creating a different environment for them in a better way. Yes. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about the challenges that you've seen when it comes to working with cities to implement smart technology, smart solutions, and things like that. I'm sure there's a adoption side of it, whether it's yeah. the city adopting it or maybe just getting their citizens to adopt certain things that they implement, as well as the complexity with different technologies now in the landscape. Like how, How's that playing yeah. in? And at the same time, are the businesses and the organizations within the city able to see real value generated for them? Um, yeah. And I think those three things I'd love to kind of have you expand on a little bit. Yeah. So um, I think this is a very um, nice and valid question, uh, Ryan, because um, nothing comes easy, right? So uh, when the whole uh, smart city concept started, everybody were initially skeptical, like, okay, right. is this for real? Is this possible? And even if it's possible, will it really generate the value that it is supposed to generate and things like that? So if you see some of the uh, some of the projects that we initially started, right, like even the city authorities were skeptical and things like that. But when we started demonstrating real outcomes, like they were able to see uh, just by demand street lighting. I'm not kidding, Ryan, just by deploying smart street lighting, cities were able to see almost a 33% reduction in their energy uh, costs, right? Wow. So uh, wow. th this, these have been some of the outcomes that we have been seeing. Uh, also, in terms of uh, just by enabling um, a, a better uh, a safety uh, from a safety perspective, 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, better uh, safety management and also emergency response uh, management. We've been able to see that um, whether a police police uh, vehicle has to reach uh, a, a, an incident location. Here, if it was taking mm-hmm. about 30 minutes, now it's taking about 15 minutes, which is almost like a 50% reduction reduction in sure. uh, in the time right so once uh, city started seeing the outcomes for themselves i think um, everybody was sort of getting convinced that this is something that can work okay so right, the right. challenges that we saw initially like i said like uh, i think it you can you can connect it to back in the days when you know um, when when automated uh, automated uh, Teller machines started, or in 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 shopping centers where where they were not no longer using calculators, but you know you had an automatic machine which was generating your bill, and then mm-hmm. the customer was still skeptic, and they were actually manually calculating and seeing if the machine is right, right. So right. it's initially when the technology adoption is there, there's always some skeptic skepticism. So, but once they start seeing the outcomes, uh, it's uh, it is much easier to handle. So, what we learned from our process is upfront decide on the KPIs with the specific department you're working with, right? If you're working with the uh, solid waste management department, what is their KPI, right? What mm. is it that they want to solve? Um, in if if you're working with the energy department, what is the so if you're able to hit on those one or two KPIs, which they really are looking at, then it's much more easier to transform it to other departments as well. Right. Uh, in terms yeah. of citizen adoption, um, uh, what yeah. I felt is like, I think citizens are much more um, um, open and uh, easy to uh, like, you know, very open to technologies, at least in India. Hmm. Um, with uh, if you see in the last two years because of COVID, right? Um, the adoption of technologies like some like digital payments, right? Um, it adopted it so fast, and I can even go to a small seller um, a shop, right? And and still be able to make my payment through my mobile. I don't really have to carry my wallet anywhere. And so mm, I have seen okay. that, you know, um, at least in the Indian uh, context, uh, the adoption from the citizens is quite faster. So when you when you roll out something like a smart parking application, everybody will want to try it out. They will have the app on their phone and they will want to try it out. And they start giving recommendations on how you can make it better and, and, and things like that. So so the problem that we have here is more of a uh, of a demanding uh, it's i wouldn't say a problem it's it's a good to have problem where you have sure. you have a more demanding citizen and you always have to live up to the standards so that they trust the system and they trust what is being uh, what is happening right so right. that is that is something which is it is it is much easy to uh, achieve if you are able to uh, deliver on those uh, on those expectations um yeah so this has been basically the primary challenges and how we've been able mm-hmm. to mitigate so coming to the tech third part of your question with respect to technology itself right so if you see iot devices they all come from different vendors they all have their own if 
have to get into a little technical details, AI payload structures and things like that. So onboarding mm. multiple devices from different vendors onto our platform was a challenge that we saw initially. So how we mitigated that is we created a very simple tool, which is called as IoT Ops, for example, which helps the um, the city authorities uh, to onboard the any device from any vendor in the matter of minutes. So it's a very UI, in, in, it has a UI interface, and and then they are able to do that, uh, uh, able to onboard these devices quite easily. So this is one of the challenges that we saw earlier. It was taking like weeks of coding to get uh, devices onboarded, but through the tool process, we have made it it's uh, from weeks to minutes. Okay, and uh, the second challenge that we saw is uh, in in terms of technology itself is is uh, AI part, right? So until until you have enough. Uh, data and then you know what is the outcome that you want to achieve it's a little difficult to uh, deploy an ai application itself so we thought okay i think we should give the chance to democratize ai uh, by creating a tool where city authorities can use it once they have the data coming into the platform they themselves can actually use the tool and deploy their own machine learning algorithms to solve various problems that they see uh, in the city space so through tool process we have been able to ad address a lot of the technology challenges that kept coming in the course uh, of a smart city deployment. The third challenge that we saw was in terms of the KPI dashboard. So every department wanted their own dashboard. They wanted to monitor their own KPIs um, with the data which is coming in and wanted it in a certain way. So it was taking a long time for us to build these dashboards and make them functional. So now we, what we've done is we've created like a library of pre-configured widgets. So city authority uh, saying who is part of uh, uh, the, uh, say the uh, utilities department, um, he or go through the library of widgets available for KPI monitoring for utilities and through simple mm -hmm. drag and drop, create their own dashboard right. and able to monitor um, the KPIs. So. We have tried to address a lot of these technology challenges um, mm -hmm. uh, that keeps coming in through uh, the through these uh, initiatives and uh, approaches. Very nice. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a very like I mentioned earlier. It's a super interesting space, and each city is so unique. The citizens are unique. The governments yeah. are unique. The infrastructure is unique. So it's it's not an easy challenge for any company yes. to um, to go in and, and embark on this, right? So the fact that you have um, been able to be successful, and even like you mentioned, just with the the, the streetlights, which I've I've heard before, is that a lot of work, a lot of cities start with the streetlights. Not only does it help improve energy efficiency, but it also acts as um, a from a because of how high they are, it acts as a very good way to kind of disseminate connectivity and and be a kind of yes. a hub for other types of things, which is super fascinating. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no, this has been a it's been a great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, I wanted to ask, kind of over the next you know six to eight months or so, um, what's going on over at Trinity Mobility that we should be on the lookout for, or anything new coming out that we should kind of stay stay in the know about. 
absolutely so uh, one one uh, one thing that we are launching uh, uh, is is our uh, next generation command and control center uh, which in which incorporates the 3d iot digital twin uh, we are starting our roadmap with the building for a digital uh, building digital twin and then extending it to communities and cities so this will really change the game uh, and we are also uh, the future landscape is for deploying it with ar and vr capabilities so if there are city authorities located across multiple regions and want to collaborate on a city problem uh, they they can do so uh, using this technology so this is something uh, definitely to look out and watch out for uh, in in terms of uh, a new product or uh, the innovation that uh, we are uh, bringing about yeah and apart from that um we're also going global uh, for a lot of uh, projects so um yes so you will see a couple of exciting uh, announcements uh, around that as well and how can our audience kind of stay up to date on what's going on um or reach out if they have questions kind of follow up in any way yes. Yes. Uh, so um, actually, uh, we have our we are very active on our LinkedIn handle as well as our Twitter handle. So oh, nice. if, uh -huh. if 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 um, anybody wants to reach out uh, or ask questions, um, they can directly uh, reach out either through LinkedIn or through Twitter, and then uh, we'll have somebody from the team get back to them um, on the same. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, this has been a great conversation. Like I said, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I think our audience is going to get a lot of value out of it. Smart Cities is definitely a hot topic. And the more knowledge and understanding that we can provide out there to the audience, the hopefully the more adoption increases. And, and as, as these cities yes. start to ramp up their initiatives and really get behind the, the technology and what's capable, not just for themselves, but like you've said many times, for the citizens, which I think is an overlooked yes. aspect. So. So I'm very excited to kind of see where this space goes. Um, and thank you for your time again. And we'd love to have you back to talk more about Smart Cities later this year. Yes, thank you so much, Ryan. It was so nice chatting up with you. And I'm glad uh, to have done this. Um, and I hope the message reaches across a lot more people. And yep. uh, we would be very happy to uh, to answer any questions uh, from anybody who is watching this podcast. Fantastic. All right, thanks yeah. again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.